everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. For the next two weeks of our stories at camp, I'm going to be finishing off our little summer series by telling my love story that all began at camp. It is easy to focus on our experiences at camp and forget that people around us are also having their own unique experiences with God. So that first summer as I was at camp, learning, growing, developing, changing, becoming somebody who is used to living in the real world, learning to wear pants, getting a cartilage piercing, there was a young camper up on the high school camp who really just came to Christ for the first time. Somebody who had been exposed to the gospel off and on throughout his life, but had never really just surrendered to the power of it, surrendered to allowing Jesus to kind of be in charge of his life. And he was my opposite. He was from a public school. He was from a non-Christian family. He'd been exposed to Christian things throughout the years, but had never really been active in church. He had a lot of trouble in his past. He'd been in trouble with the law, trouble with drugs, trouble with girls, just a lot of stuff was hanging over him. And so when the speaker that week asked at the last chapel, guys, I know many of you guys think that you're Christians, but are you happy? Like, are you really happy with your life? This young man said, no, I'm not. I hate my life. It's gotten out of control. It's scary. I just, I don't like it. And the speaker said, then why don't you give God a shot? Give him a chance to be the one in charge and just kind of see what happens. And this young man said, okay, I will. Now, I never met Josh that summer. He would have been going into his junior year of high school, and I never met him. And yet, at the same time, God was doing these things in each of us. The following year, he came back for a week of camp as a senior, going into his senior year. And that year, I was kind of being a little more normal. I had kind of these long mom shorts that I would wear, and I had some Bucci jeans and Although my hair was still very long, I liked to wear it in Pocahontas braids with a bandana tied around. Thought I looked awesome. During staff training that year, we had learned this choreography to a song, a Christian song. And so we were going to teach it in our drama groups. And my friend who worked up on the high school camp asked me to come up for an hour and help her to teach this choreography to her group of drama students. So I did. I went up there in my mom shorts and my red t-shirt and my braids and my bandana tied around my hair and met these high school kids. One boy. There was one boy in this drama group. And I was like, yep, I know why he's here. He's just here for the girls. And I had this attitude about him. And yet he made this impression on me because I can tell you exactly what he was wearing. I can see him in my mind. And he was Jesus in the song as we had this different choreography as we're dancing and moving. He had the Jesus moment. And I just thought, oh, this guy. And I just was so offended by him and his obvious desire to be with the girls and get all the attention. Unbeknownst to me, after going home from camp that last summer, his life had radically changed. He had gotten involved in a church. He had stopped a whole bunch of the things that he was involved with, let go of friends, and just really wholeheartedly pursued Christ. In fact, he had just come back from a missions trip to Bolivia, where he had spent the whole time doing dramas. And so when he saw the opportunity to go ahead and have drama class at camp, he jumped on it. So my initial impressions were obviously wrong. 
here is this kid, this Josh again, and he's following God and God is moving in him. The following year, I only came for those three weeks to camp just to volunteer, spent most of the time babysitting these wild hooligans of staff children that were from the chef that summer. Other few things I did, you know, ran programs, stuff like that, was involved with Tyke Camp, which was these little teeny kids that came to camp. And while I was there, I discovered they had hired Josh as a counselor. And I was horrified. Why would they hire that guy? Obviously, his intentions were not in the right place. And yet, as I got to know him, I realized, oops, <laughs> I misjudged that situation pretty drastically. He was a lovely young man. He had just finished his senior year of high school. He was graduated and he loved God and he loved kids. And I was actually quite impressed by the way that he worked with these kids and loved God. And yeah, in fact, there was this one strange moment that happened behind the dining hall after a Saturday. The kids had all gone home and I was sitting there talking to him. We'd gotten to kind of be friends. He was 18. I was five years older, 23. And we were talking about, about the kids, about how hard it was to let them go at the end of the week, about how, you know, your heart just kind of broke for some of them. And I remember looking into his eyes and feeling like, gosh, I, I recognize this guy. This is so weird. I feel like my heart knows him. And I went away and later that weekend, I called my sister and I said, the weirdest thing just happened. Like I had this weird connection with this guy and I think I'm probably going to marry someone just like him someday. Like it was like I knew him. And then I went on with my my life. My life changed. I moved in with my aunt and uncle that year. I was being their nanny and I was, I went to, I was at college and, you know, life goes on. Didn't even think about that little kid again. I was glad that I was wrong about him, but never even crossed my mind. Meantime, I'm getting older. I'm now 24. My little brother was getting married this summer and I was feeling so single, so alone. And every summer I had this hope in my heart that I would find my future husband at camp. There was always this just, maybe he'll be there this time. Maybe this will work out. And every year, no, nothing. So I get to camp the summer of 2005 and I discover there are four men working at camp. Four. One of them was a homeschooled kid who had just graduated from high school. One of them was this kind of wild and weird dude that I was like, yeah, nope. There was a guy from Indiana that I was like, he might have possibility. And then there was this Josh kid that I had met the year before, but I knew he was only 19. So I just looked around at, the, at them at the circle as we're standing there talking for staff training. And I was like, yep, that is not going to happen. There's nothing. Nope. Not finding my future husband at camp this summer. Oh, well, maybe next year. <laughs> and uh, right away at staff training, I discovered that Josh and I we just worked well together. There was these team building activities that we had to do all the time during staff training, trying to help us to connect as a group of people. And we did this one goofy team building activity where we were told we had two flying shoes and we had to cross the Grand Canyon. And so the only way it would work is if everybody was touching their feet together, the magic could flow through the shoes. And we had to make it from one side of these ropes to the other side of the ropes on the grass and, and without disconnecting our feet and falling to our death in the Grand Canyon. And so here we are all like holding on to each other, like trying to get our feet like on top of each other's feet or like next to each other's feet and people are falling over and it's a mess and we're trying to kind of take turns moving and everything. And I just happened to be next to this Josh kid. And when it comes our turn to move, like we can just, we just do it. Like we just move together. It's like we just 
I don't know, we were just on the same wavelength. And it was, I mean, awkwardly easy. And I remember him looking down at me and being like, hey, I like working with Christy. She's really easy to work with. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so embarrassing. Like, shut up. This is so embarrassing. And um, yeah, just from right away, I was like, I think, I think we could be friends. Like I remembered him from the year before. I remembered being wrong about him and just connecting with him the year before. And so right away we were friends. We just started to be friends and he wanted to be on my team and in my groups for different things. And he just seemed like this little brother. And like I said, in the beginning of this series, like I really connected better with younger boys just in my own developmental stage of life. Even though I was 24, I just really felt more like 18, (laughs) 19 maybe. And so I would often just be better friends with these younger guys. The older men just intimidated me. I felt like they were just wanted to be so serious right away. And I just wasn't sure what to do with them. But the younger guys just felt safe. They felt like my little brothers. And so it was super easy to just be friends with Josh because he was five years younger than me. He was 19 years old. And so summer went on and we had fun. And often, often, often we'd be scheduled together at different activities. So we'd run the water slide together. We'd run the go-karts together. We'd run the BB guns together. And it was just like we were often scheduled together. And it was just something that happened. It wasn't like I was pursuing that, but it just happened. Now, because I lived two and a half hours away from camp, I spent the weekends there. I would show up in June and I would stay until August. Like, that's just how it went. I just wasn't going to drive two and a half hours home on the weekends. when I could just hang out because you really only had like a day and a half. And so the guy from Indiana stayed on the weekends. And Josh, who lived 10 minutes down the road, also stayed on the weekends. And so it was the three of us. And the two guys and I would often do church together on the weekends. We kind of did some church hopping. We'd go have lunch or dinner together. Sometimes we'd go see a movie. Sometimes other people would join us. And so I got to know this Josh kid a lot, a lot. And uh, I liked him. The more I saw about him, the more I just was like very impressed, very, just very impressed. I love the way he loved God. I love the way he loved kids. I loved his servant's heart. He was always like wanting to help and serve and just encourage people. And I was like, wow, this kid is amazing. And as summer went on, my journal started to be more and more full of this man child (laughs) that I was kind of falling for. And I was trying super hard not to fall for him because I was like, this is so stupid. I should not have a crush on a 19 year old kid. And so my journal will be like, nope, I'm not going to have a crush on him anymore. But then I'd be like, but he's daddy, 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 dad. I have all these like things that I would think about him and, and just wonder about. And, and he didn't exactly make it easy because he would just say these weird things. Um, he was a cabin leader that summer and I was program staff. So I did a lot of activities. I ran the rock wall and he had these junior boys who were like fifth and sixth graders. And they thought I was so pretty and they liked me and they had crushes on me. And they'd be like, Ooh, Christy, you're so hot or whatever like that. And I'd be like, Josh, you got to get your boys to stop talking to me like that. He'd be like, well, I can't disagree with them. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean? Or like one day I'm walking across camp and all of a sudden I hear him yelling at me. Hey, Christy. And I was like, what? It's like, do you know how to can peaches? I was like, yeah. I mean, I was homeschooled in a cult. So yeah, I know how to can all kinds of things. And I didn't say that, but I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Like, it was just weird stuff like that. He was always around on the weekends. He was always just charming. Like, he just knew how to turn it on. And he was cute. I remember sitting at the rock wall waiting for his cabin to come and just watching them walk up the hill on the trail and, like, seeing his head pop over the edge. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. But I'm, like, trying not to have a crush on him, right? 
Well, my parents came to visit about halfway through the summer. And uh, apparently I talked about him like nonstop the whole weekend. And they started teasing me like, who's this Josh kid? And for some reason, he wasn't there that weekend. So they never actually got to meet him. It's like the one weekend he didn't show up. And uh, it's just, they were like, what's going on, Christy? You like him? And I was like, no, we're just friends. I don't like him. No. And uh, yeah. But I started to wonder, like, are we just friends? We had had this 4th of July trip where one of the girls from camp invited a bunch of us up to her family's cabin on Lake Michigan. And last minute, I decided to see if he was going. And he said, oh, sure, I'll go. And it turned out to be, like, literally her, one other girl, me, and Josh at the cabin for the weekend with their family. I don't think he spent the night. I think he just came for the day. But, like, late at night, we're, like, just the two of us are sitting around hanging out the fire talking. And he's saying weird things again, like, so your brother is marrying a girl who's five years older than him this summer, huh? Which is true. And I was like, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. I told him that three times, different times. Don't even think about it. And yet that weekend, I discovered that he could correct me in a way that didn't make me angry or defensive, which is pretty amazing because my strong personality self did not like being corrected. And my father can tell you that I reacted quite strongly to correction. And yet when Josh came along and just in his kind way said, hey, I don't, you know, you don't have to really tell everybody everything you know. Good old homeschooler me. Wait, what? I don't. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh. And then later on, he, you know, he noticed me doing it again. Just kind of gave me this little nudge. And I was like, oh, okay. But that same weekend, like he, we're sitting there watching fireworks and he's like sticking grass in my hair, making me think it's a bug and laughing. I and mean, it's just this constant like teasing and bantering and flirting and I'm like, what is going on? So my parents, do you like him? No, no, I do not like him. And so I decided to just go ahead and give him up. I prayed about it and I was like, I'm sorry for, you know, distracting myself from my campers and from you, Jesus, with this silly little boy. And that's it. Or so I thought. We shall finish this story next week, friends. Thank you for listening. And until then, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylindwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.